0: This is a Ben Frank Connection Presentation. back to another abj podcast presents tornado tag we're doing the history of sputnik monroe today this will be the last non-numbered abj podcast so all these uh the i'm sorry yeah the uh tornado tags that they will be numbered going forward after today's episode uh at the end of march everything uh will go to numbered sequences so the ABJ podcast will not just be interviews. So it'll if you just see ABJ podcast, that's a podcast that the normal podcast interview, or you know, it might not just be interviews either. It might be something else going on there where someone's telling a story or presenting something. Um, we're gonna bring back not cool in high school. We're gonna bring back not cool in high school horror. Uh eventually banging beers and blazing buds and tornado tag are gonna be in that lineup as well. So we're gonna keep tornado tag on Sundays. Today we're doing it on a Saturday because I am going to a wrestling show tomorrow. Um, so we we moved it up a day early, but the next episode that you're gonna see once we get through everything. So right now, Miles Penn is out. Episode 109 just dropped today. Handsome Mac Zero 110, uh, 111 will be Frightmare. Do not ignore the 111 in the corner. That's 112 for Cheeseburger. I, I, I forgot to upload the new one. Um, and then once Cheeseburger episode an, airs, um, that'll be on Thursday. The uh, is that the 30th or our 29th?
1: 29 29th,
0: 29th, yeah, 29th. year. um our first episode tornado tag will be on the third and that'll be episode 113 wrestlemania 15 review and then on tuesday we'll be live again i'll be doing an interview i'll be doing uh my review of blink way one more time and then our uh, these will all be live then and then our first live interview back episode one uh that'll be 115 with tim mingle Uh, pull box pals and he's a he's a local buddy of ours here in the Pottsville area so we'll be bringing back interviews i could literally open my window and yell to him right now (laughs) yes uh they they they're very close um so that'll be our uh our episodes coming up forward we have a lot i have a whole list of other episodes and then more people who are going to be joining me for these not cool in high schools uh who knows maybe bp bp if you had to pick a piece of media that you're really popular are you really fond of that you would like can do a podcast on and talk about uh tell me why it's Pulp Fiction.
2: Uh, because I have a giant <laughs> Pulp Fiction poster <laughs> behind me. Uh, <laughs> Love that. Love that. <laughs> Tar- Tarantino in general, no Tarantino in general. Uh, I, I've always said Pulp Fiction is my favorite Tarantino movie, and it probably still is. But every time I watch it, in Glorious Bastards it just creeps a little bit closer and a little it's bit really closer. Good. It's really... So here, so here's
0: a, here's a bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out to you live and put you on the spot. Uh, do you want to be the guest who does all the Tarantino movies with me? We watch them in chronological order.
2: Uh we can like once that. a month. Like we just yeah. drop
0: like once every couple months or every couple yeah, we weeks. Can do like that. You yeah. join me on like a Tuesday or a Thursday and we do a we yeah. do an, a movie review. So what we, we do we start with true romance? Is that how we do it?
2: Uh do you want to do the ones he wrote? uh or just the ones he wrote and directed? That's the Well, how do you feel? What do you think we should do? I like directed
1: No, I, I like I true have romance. A Go ahead. how many, how many Look, I'm I'm still new to most media, right? How many Tarantino movies
0: are there? I feel like I've I feel like when I tried to I, I met <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to out you for your profession. And it's just like I met this chick in a location and she's never watched TV. Like I feel like we I found met, like a Mormon.
1: Well, you met at a freaking warehouse.
0: Yeah, but I mean then then
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, where <laughs> I met. I'm um, in the entertainment industry.
2: Yeah, she we'll she, was, like she was in
0: entertainment and she would never watch a
2: movie.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I wanna say, uh well, if you count true romance, I believe it's ten because you have True Romance, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, the two Kill Bill movies, and Glorious Bast- or well, Death, Proof, Death Proof. Death Proof, Inglorious Bastards, Um, Django Unchained. It's way more than I thought it was now that I go through them yeah. all. <laughs> the Hateful Eight and then What's Upon of time, time on Eleven. Yeah. Eleven. Eleven.
1: Well, if y'all do one a month. That's that'll take you to the rest of the year.
2: Yeah, All right. he did. He did say he did say that he would only do tens, and he hasn't done a movie since. What's but the isn't
0: he on the fence of possibly this- doing Kill Bill three with Uma Thurman? I was going to say does Kill there, Bill count as one?
2: There was always that. R- I think he does personally count Kill Bill as one movie, and that's why he's at nine, even though it was too long and he got cut up in the two movies. Yeah. Uh That that's been thrown around, but I don't think that's happening. The the Kill Bill because it, it became a thing just because. um the story of the one girl's daughter could be yeah like the one girl is like if you still feel some kind of way about this uh when you're older come see me or something and like then that.
0: that little girl grows up to be zendaya and zendaya is the new no, way. no that's how i would book it i'd i'd, I'd try to cast zendaya. i can't hear you um that's terrible timing um but yeah so th- that's that's pretty much what's going on uh <laughs> uh finishing finishing move you're you're uh I got your that's move. hilarious um anyway so yeah so we're going to be doing we'll be doing some pole fiction stuff together but then um we'll have uh we'll we'll, we'll talk about this week, week in wrestling uh, you have not seen elimination chamber unfortunately no yet. i did it not i early I... and did it uh um, i thought it was a good show i really really uh like the um the less matches right so i, I i'm a fan of the the idea of only having the four matches in one pre-show match. I thought that it, was really good. I thought it flowed a lot better.
2: It depends. And one of the reasons I decided not to check it out through the day today is because I did see like it was a four and a half hour show with like an hour and 15 minutes of actual wrestling. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, oh man.
0: Yeah. It, the recap is a little too... I, I felt like watching it, maybe because we were doing the hangout and we were all chatting and having a good time. I didn't think... Uh, I, don't, I don't think it was... Um, it, it wasn't painful. All the recaps, but right. now that like I, but also how you're saying it was a four hour show. It, I think with with the we didn't do the full recap. We didn't do the full like we started as the the pre show match started, and I think our string was three
2: hours and fifty minutes. Okay, yeah. yeah. If, if I'm fine with shorter shows, I i in less matches is better for me. In in mainstream wrestling and in indie wrestling, I think a shorter, tighter show, two and a half hours is the perfect length for a show. Agreed.
0: Yeah. Um. It wasn't terrible. I liked the flow a lot better. I thought the matches were pretty good. I thought I thought a lot of matches really showcased. Um, I, I didn't hate it. I thought it was a good show. It it, it sucked. It was at
2: five o'clock in the morning. Well, <laughs> that, uh, th- yeah. that's how people in Australia and the UK and Ireland and all these places feel with every.
1: Every week,
2: every wrestling show. suck it up
0: Buttercup is all I'm saying.
2: Listen, you, you, you only can't get, do it
1: for a you day. You only get one
0: to suck it up. <laughs> yeah, suck it up. No,
2: I don't like it. Yeah. That that being said, I love the UK shows because I'm all about a wrestling show being on at one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, Leon the King says he likes his shows a
0: little bit longer. I I can't do these five six hour pay per views.
2: Yeah, to each their own, but it, yeah. the AEW ones especially, where it's like little, five getting, hours yeah, and they got 16 down. matches. It's like res- every show they do is WrestleMania four
0: yeah it's too much i want i i want to try uh drinking out a show that's that's a bold move that's a bold move we've we've, we've been there a few times <laughs> yes we have <laughs> yes we have um all right well let's is there anything else um oh, drinking out. coming up that you want to talk about anything you want to cover anything that we haven't oh drinking out of a shoe Not. yeah not, not i guess
2: out, so. i guess that's a thing in Chewy. australia it, it's like like cuz they they did, they did a thing with Grayson Waller and Rhea Ripley at the press conference where they both poured beer in the, their shoe and then drank out of it. And I'm like, ew.
0: No. That's a great bit if Not it's these... a brand new shoe.
2: Yeah, and if yeah, if, no, they literally took their foot out of the shoe, poured beer in it and drank. Yeah, I'm like, but I'm no. saying
0: I I feel like that's a shoe they just bought today. That's like but, a
2: But their foot was just
0: in it yeah but if, i mean if you're clean and it's a fresh sock and it's a fresh shoe and
1: you just walked out you TST, just walked out yeah. on stage
0: and it, like now and if, if like, they okay. walked around all day long in australian heat and sweating that thing and the whole nine yeah. that's gross that's that's crazy gross I, I would not drink out of like we where we live in pennsylvania we're not we don't we get criticized because new york's all about the fashion everybody in new york is dressed to the nines philly people are a little philly pa people are a little more rugged you know i mean we don't like we dress how we dress, we do what we do. Like I'm not taking someone's shoe off in Philly and drinking out of it that they've wore for the last four years. And you want know you want know to we go to, you know and go to Kensington like, and start drinking out of shoes? Yeah, you know? just not uh, just not a thing we you do in the city of Brotherly Love. Like, like that would like, require people
2: in Kensington to wear shoes.
0: Yeah, like where we live in Pennsylvania, I, most people statistically in School County probably have the same shoes for the past 10 years. You know what I mean? Like they're not out there rocking. Cause we have, we're, we live in a coal hole, like wearing nice shoes and stuff like that. Is just not a thing? Like we don't, we barely even have jackets in this area. Everyone wears hoodies all year. You know what I mean? Like it, like it's eight below. Yeah. Hoodie weather. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's a thing we do. Hoodies and shorts. I wear
1: hoodies all year long. It could be the middle of summer. Yeah. It's, still it's very
0: rare. I wear a jacket. Like oh, I was cold out, get your jacket on. Oh, let me just throw my little tiny hoodie on right. and call it a day. Um. <laughs> it always backfires though when your car breaks down in the winter but yeah i don't know i'm just not drinking out of shoes but uh weekly wrestling not much to cover uh we are we are on the road to revolution uh, elimination chamber just happened
2: um so that that's all kind of out of the way um now we'll have the wrestlemania build an overdrive because that's the next show yeah that, that's um, the next that's like the next show
0: tna had scott Demore. we didn't talk about last episode scott Demore let go uh, now, supposedly, they said Tommy Dreamer's in charge, and Tommy Dreamer's like, no, I'm not.
2: No, and in fact, they're, one of the big controversies there, <laughs> unless it's an angle, is that there were people with the hourglass. Uh, yes, just the hourglass, I, I, I'm tweets. Basically, the message being, I'm counting down the time until I can leave. And I think it was like Jordan Grace, Ace Austin, Mike like Masha, Bailey, Mike Masha Bailey. Slamovich, a lot of their uh, top your, stars.
0: Your young talent that you should have been rocking with and building the company around. Well,
2: well, the one guy you can blame for that is the guy they're sticking up for. Scott Demore was the booker. Exactly. That's why I'm like, what the hell's happening? Like,
0: because no not offense. everybody,
2: not everybody like, cares about being the world champion. Some people just like their job.
0: I I get that, but like, I don't know. It's kind of frustrating as a wrestling fan when you're like, yo, here's the future of your company, and then like, oh, let's bring Bully Ray in to wrestle Scott Demore for the for the main event of this pay per view. I don't I don't want that.
2: Uh, it was Josh Alexander, and it was the opener.
0: Well, I thought Scott Demore wrestled in a match.
2: Oh, well, I I don't think it was a main event. Oh well, he's, Scott, the hasn't isn't really a full time wrestler. Hasn't been for a long time.
0: Good, <laughs> I'm sure he's a really nice guy. I, I honestly think if whoever signs him, like whoever gives him a job, all those hourglass people are going to look at the other company.
2: Yeah, I, the one thing that made a lot of sense to me, there was that talk that he was offering ten million dollars plus taking all all the debts or for uh, TNA by the NWA. Yeah, by the NWA. Do you do you think
0: TNA didn't sell to him because they possibly are waiting for WWE's offer?
2: No, I think uh, TNA, the company that owns TNA is Anthem Sports and, and Entertainment or whatever. I don't know the exact full name, but Anthem, and they see TNA as a content farm. They they bought TNA so they can have cheap content for their TV networks. Yeah, uh, they had they have the Fight Network in Canada. They bought Access TV in the United States, and this is in house content. It's basically what roh was to sinclair media yeah it's content we own that we can produce fairly cheaply we don't want to and this this is reportedly what the big uh the big conflict was between the and the management in anthem is he wanted to make a run he wanted to try to get a little bigger he wanted to spend money they say and, and this is all rumor that he was really really close when he was kind of between WWE stints that he was really close to signing the deal with Braun Strowman, and they were going to do like Braun for glory instead of Bound for Glory. And they were going to bring in Braun Strowman as like this big star, and TNA at the very the management at the very last second said no, it's not not in our budget.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, anything you want to anything like we, anything we haven't talked about? Anything you want to plug put over before we get into our main topic?
2: Um, as far as not, I, I think we kind of brought up everything. I don't think there was anything major AEW wise. They think. They're really building toward revolution. They're really building toward big business. And me personally, two weeks from tonight, PPW will be in, uh, I almost said Broadheads. That's where we used to be. We're in Slatington at the (laughs) Slatington Slatington Expo Center. uh, Just announced about a half hour ago, another match, Big Dan champion and Havoc. They were former tag team champions. Uh, Havoc turned his back on Big Dan and they're going to go one-on-one. And then yesterday, I believe we put out there that it's going to be um, facade, not facade. That was a few days ago. It's going to be Clutch Adams and VSK who tore the house down uh, at the last show. And they're going to be in a three way with Brad Baylor, who is watch him now. Watch him now because kid's going to get signed someday. Kid's going to be probably in WWE. Yeah. Uh, looks like he stepped out of a a central casting for WWE. 19 years old. Great look very good in the ring can cut a promo uh big things in the future for that kid
0: uh also announced a title match one of our one of our friends from the podcast yeah. Harlene lopez getting a title opportunity
2: yeah Harlene lopez and danny Moe for the women's title uh we she turned uh, some heads huh she got she she impressed yeah. some people yeah yeah so got the win got the win you got you get a win you I get a title
0: paul, i told paul i said you're gonna bring her in you're gonna be happy with her you're gonna be into what you're gonna you're gonna be into what you see she's very talented
2: yeah, so the, yeah, a lot going on there. The the scourge of that women's division though has been Sammy Chaos, who has just been running through everybody.
0: I, I think she's one of those people, and I'm not I'm not criticizing you guys in management, but it's one of those things. Like, man, let's enjoy, you know, Danny Moe is our champion now because the second we that that we we can no longer contain Sammy Chaos and we have to give her a title opportunity, it's be hard to take the title off her.
2: She's she's a tough customer. Yeah, she's she, gonna be I, fucking people up. She's beaten guys. She's beaten two people at once. She's it's she's a problem. She's going to be she, a problem for the women's division. She is absolutely a problem. She wins that
0: title. Roll the credits. It's over.
2: <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay yeah. tuned. We got a lot of fun things coming up. But yeah, be uh, born the run on March 9th. If you can't make it to Slatington, it will be either live on Premier Streaming Network or will be on uh, Premier Streaming Network. Not that far after that. Yep. All right, cool. The, well this, let's get this, real in. quick. I'm so sorry. The show okay. stealer, because I, I said facade and I I, I meant to uh, mention this. Uh the, the big show stealer, in my opinion, for this one is gonna be facade against Diego Hill, who doesn't have a big name up here. He's he's out of the Carolinas. But him and Facade, uh, I, I don't think their feet are gonna touch the ground much at all in that match. That's gonna be
0: It's almost like a facade versus uh who was who was the dude with the dreads that came to PBW that one time? Uh Jay Jay jxt or something like that he was a uh the dude with the long white dude all the dreads uh his manager of that show was uh the former WWE girl like she came out with him
2: yeah it might have been before i was really
0: we were at the show together oh were we yeah it was like one of facades first matches and he wrestled another white dude with dreads and they were both like high flyers they were all over the place it's, it's escaping me yeah it's i don't remember his name me. it was like an abbreviation it was like a, i don't want to say jtg because that wasn't it but it was something along those lines like
2: jxt or something like that I think but, I know you're talking about, but the name's not coming to me. I, uh, I, was he billed as an
0: Australian? I don't
2: remember. I, don't remember if I know who him. you're talking about. I can't. I think he's Italian, and I can't think of the name.
0: Yeah, he was very talented. So it'll it be a match like that. Two high flyers just kind of bounced all over the place.
2: Yeah, no, it's yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be something absolutely
0: all right uh well, let's get into our topic and have some fun here tonight tonight's tonight's topic i'm very really happy about we did this before in the previous tornado tag um not trying to toot our own horn but if you go back and watch some of the older content i thought we did a pretty good job on covering certain topics and talking about things and you'll see how crazy accurate we were on some takes <laughs> and how many we were completely wrong on oh but we very, don't very, we don't talk very about very
2: those i don't think you only part. remember the hits you the misses yeah, never just, happened yeah.
0: Yeah, always Beatles. No one ever talks about the songs that be, didn't get the Beatles in the top charts. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. So, uh, tonight's topic is going to be Spot McMurdo, uh, very, very legend in the business. Someone who who stood up for what it like, who stood up for what was right. You know what I mean? Even though it was probably got criticized a lot for his takes. And, and, uh, but it, he always meant, I guess you would say, good by his intention.
2: Uh, well, he, he, I forget what he said. Uh, but somebody asked him that. He's like, do you, uh, do you see yourself as a uh, do-gooder? I think somebody else was like no, I see myself as a doer.
0: I love that. I'm a, dude, we did his topic and I became such a fan of Sputnik I was like, man, like what yeah. a, what a good human.
2: I got turned on to the uh I got I got wise to what Sputnik Monroe was all about by a movie that came out about 10 maybe 12 15 years ago called Memphis Heat, which was all about the history of wrestling in Memphis and Memphis wrestling. There's nothing quite like it. Memphis wrestling is probably the that is probably the most unique and wild of the territories. Um, It was the last of the territories. It, It lasted longer than any of them. And Sputnik Monroe is right there with Jackie Fargo and Jerry Lawler as one of those guys that was really one of the big stars of that place.
0: All right, well, let's take it away. Let's get into it,
2: BP. So even though he's synonymous with Memphis wrestling, Sputnik Monroe is from Dodge City, Kansas. So it's funny because a lot of... Not funny, but it's 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 kind of ironic because a lot of Sputnik's story is very, very much rooted in the civil rights movement and mm-hmm. in race relations in America, and specifically in Memphis. And Kansas and Memphis are both huge parts of it. Kansas is... One of the big reasons we have the Civil War, bleeding Kansas. Uh, is it going to come into the Union as a, as a free state or a state where they allow slavery? And so so Roscoe Monroe Merrick is born there on December 18th, 1928. Uh, and born, not an orphan, but born with, uh, let's just say Christian Cage could have a feud with him. His, his, his father did pass away before he was born, died in the plane crash about a month before Roscoe was born. And he was really mainly raised at least early on by his mom's parents, his grandparents, and by uh, one of the like a maid slash nanny, like a a um, somebody who worked in the home who was black. So he was very from a very, very early age, kind of very, very, very
0: race cultured
2: Yeah, race cultured. Uh, especially for that time kansas is the midwest it's not as is segregated as the south so there there was a lot of times there was that de facto segregation that kind of still exists okay this is the black area this is the white area but in the south you got to remember this is uh this is the 20s 30s 40s 50s we're talking about even in the early 60s where a lot of the south is officially segregated like this is whites only. This is blacks only. You're black uh, Blacks was the t- term for the time. Black people only, white people you only. You know what's
0: insane when we talk about, like, you have today today's time where people are like, and I'm not trying to make political out of this or anything like that, but people are like, oh, I don't know why we people still talk about it. If you just don't talk about it, it goes away. Racism is not a real thing anymore. That ended so long ago. Art like, gra- your grandparent was probably around a time where, segregation was still kind of a thing like they like yeah. a, a, your grandparent great-grandmother like it's only like two and a half people ago you know what i mean like <laughs> especially it's really not, yeah especially, it's not especially it, it's yeah people try to make it, people try to make the time frame seem it's longer ago than it really was
2: yeah and especially when you're talking about the places where uh, sputnik monroe worked like memphis and alabama he the gulf coast and places like that mississippi so his mother did remarry when, when Roscoe he's still Roscoe at this point. He's it's not Sputnik name. yet. Roscoe. I, dog named Roscoe.
0: Yeah. I named a dog named Roscoe. I just thought it was a badass name.
2: So, and we'll we'll get into how he becomes Sputnik because that's a big part of his story. That that's yeah. like a that is a moment. And 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 as we talk about this, a lot of the people listening might think, Oh, this should have been a movie. And there was talk about doing a movie on Sputnik Monroe, like I think it was in development at HBO. And they should probably get on that because this will make a great story. So That's why I picked mo- it
0: again for a topic. It's fantastic.
2: <laughs> Roscoe's mother remarries when he's about four years old to a baker, uh, last name of Brumball. So he becomes Roscoe Monroe Bump- Brumball. And he did try his hand at getting the baking. And he did try his hand at um, wrestling in high school, like uh, the amateur wrestling, amateur style wrestling. But eventually he got into pro wrestling, and this is in the early 1950s and early, yeah, uh, late 1940s, early 1950s. So the wrestling business is very closed at this point. Do you you you,
0: know how wrestling found? Because, like, at that time, you have to know someone who knows somebody to like, yeah,
2: you either got in because you knew somebody or you're a second generation or something like that, or you were recruited into it if you were like a very successful wrestler, like a Vern Gagne or a Danny Hodge or somebody. They would kind of recruit them into it, but usually you had to, It was like being in the mob. You had to know somebody, then know a guy who know a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and another way you could get into it, they this is around the time, and this is where pro wrestling kind of came from, or one of the very branches of pro wrestling came from was the carnivals. So they would do these traveling carnivals, and they would either they would always do a thing where there was a strong man, and if you could last five minutes with him, you win a hundred dollars or something like that. And you usually it was either a guy who was just really strong or a guy who was what they called a hooker and not not a not a sex worker, not a prostitute. A hooker was somebody who knew how to hook and a hold and mess you up really bad and not and you wouldn't be able to get out of it
0: and shades of early like one of those people was William Regal at one point in time. Well, like was... yeah,
2: yeah, he he came from the carnivals. Yeah, he, yeah, he he came from the carnivals. He
0: was like 14 years old, wrestling grown men and hooking them. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, because if you knew if you knew like a certain hold, like if you got a guy in that hold, you they were done. Could you
0: imagine going to like a carnival or a show and they're like, "Who wants to wrestle this 14 year old boy?" And they're
2: like. Don't beat his ass! He, he smacks you. He smacks you around. <laughs> so the way they would do the way they would do this sometimes, uh, sometimes it would be uh, a thing where the person they pulled out of the crowd was in on it. They were like a plant, mm-hmm. and it was just a worked match. Or they would just pull people out and they would do that. And if, if for some reason, usually the ring was set up by like a stay on a stage by a curtain, and they would say if if it got a little tough for the guy who was working on the carnival side they would try to move the guy to the curtain and there would be a guy behind the curtain with like a lead pipe or something. He would just hit the guy in the back of the head (laughs) and and say, oh, I punched him.
1: (laughs) Got him real good. It Got him so good you couldn't even see it.
2: But (laughs) Sputnik started challenging some of these guys and did well enough that they actually brought him in. He, He became in on it. So he got in through the carnivals and eventually he becomes a wrestler on promoting promoted shows like the NWA in the late 40s is in its infancy like the NWA as it existed into the 90s was starting to come together I think it came together in like 47 48 and so he starts working there he was wrestling as pretty boy roke was one of his names Uh, a lot of times he was rock Monroe which I guess is supposed to sound a little bit like rock and roll rock Monroe Mm -hmm. and he would come out with like a guitar and things like that and he was always looking for a way to get publicity. He was always looking for something new he could do. He he had an eye for getting eyes on him. And, and that's something that's very important about the story of Sputnik Monroe is he knew how to draw attention to himself. In fact, there was one part where he got hit in the head with a chair in a match. And and this is legend has it because it's it's wrestling. People Wrestlers are liars and thieves and con men. So... <laughs> so he gets hit in the head with a, a chair and he's bleeding all over the place and he only he said that when the hair around the wound grew back it grew back white so he almost looked like a skunk from the front he had dark hair with a big shock of white in the middle which he probably died I mean, yeah 100 so, yeah he didn't he he, he, didn't Clorox, he, he bleached it. Yeah. he clear yeah.
0: he peroxided it yeah Doesn't peroxide bleach your hair sometimes
1: Controversially, but in his time, I'm sure that yes, that's what was yeah. used.
0: Yeah, uh, and he has a he's a very punk rock look when he dyes his hair and has the white skunk patch. Yeah, he's pre punk. He's he's pre punk,
2: and he was uh, very famously almost always a heel, almost always a bad guy. He would uh, call call the crowd like uh, I think they, I, I I thought I had it here. He would call them like um, liver lip little pukes was one of those things he would always oh, call I love people. That. Liver lips, liver lips. Liver lips. Liver, you liver lips. You know what?
1: I've actually heard that entirely too much. I think
2: liver lips, liver
1: lips. I don't, I don't want to blame it on the South, but I feel like I wouldn't have heard liver lips as much growing up as a kid if I lived in Pennsylvania. That's all. No,
2: probably not. <laughs> not. Yeah. Probably not. It's called people assholes. It's easier. Yeah, uh, <laughs> jabronies. That's
0: Jabroni's very much.
2: Like... A, that's very much a wrestling thing. I I yeah. prefer that's ham and Eggers. You're a ham andegger. Ham and Eggers. Ham Because it's yes. the easiest thing on the menu.
0: I'm bringing back liver
2: lips. Liver lips. I, I'm bringing back yellow we'll, we'll get to it later. I'm bringing back something too. I'm stealing right. something from Sputnik. But <laughs> he he was a more of a traditional <laughs> heel, and he 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 would he would get heat. Obviously, like a lot of the heels did. He would get. Stuff thrown at him. He was stabbed a few times. He got shot once uh, just because wrestling fans were crazy back then. You have the old grannies that would stab you with a hat pin. Um, and there was one part where he would one of the things he would do is he would get somebody in submission hold and uh, just say he wouldn't let go until they quit or they starved to death. Uh, but he, they weren't getting <laughs> out. And at one point at one of these shows, like a, a, a cop, like a local sheriff is there and he pulls his gun on him and says, if you don't let him go, I'm going to shoot you. And he literally counts the three, and then Sputnik lets him go. Oh shit! Yeah, the 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 kayfabe days were something, dude.
0: The the so the, that- the the was it the um, junkyard dog when he did the blind spot, and the yes. guy pulled the gun over the guardrail, and he yes, has to either say, "Am I now blind and can't see a gun's over my shoulder about to kill my friend,"
2: or just hope he sucks at shooting. <laughs> and he chose yes. sucked at shooting. <laughs> that that was, that was Michael Hayes. That, that was yeah. Michael Hayes that got the gun pulled on him. <laughs> don't he's worry like, dog I, hope, I got you yeah hope i hope he's a bad oh, shot because i can't new orleans, new orleans was wild like the heels used to hide in the boot of a babyface's car to get out of there new orleans was crazy <laughs> new orleans was crazy and and so was memphis and so was alabama and this is this is where spot they work like the, not so much new orleans but like the southern area still uh, well alabama tennessee
0: Piper, Piper didn't wear a leather jacket because he wanted a leather jacket. He wore a leather jacket that was reinforced so he couldn't get yeah. stabbed
2: anymore. Yeah, he had to wear chainmail back then. Like <laughs> that whole Ric Flair Jack Venino story in the Dominican Republic. Like Ric Flair was supposed to win that match, but he called it in the ring. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna live. I'm, I, I will die if I win this match. So I'm gonna lose the title, and live. Yeah. So Sputnik Monroe is and now. We're at this point. We're in. He's still Rock Monroe. And we're in the later part of the 50s, now like 57. This is around the time the space race is going on. It's the early days of the Cold War. And the Russians, uh, the Soviet Union, did launch that satellite, Sputnik. It's the first satellite that stayed in continuous orbit. And around this time, uh, Rock Monroe is coming from Washington, D.C., all the way down to Alabama. That's a long drive. And he got a little tired along the way, and he saw this uh, black man hitchhiking on the road. He's like, he goes to the black man. And says, "Can you drive?" And he's like, "Yeah, I could drive." He's like, "I'm real tired. Uh, you can, uh, uh, you can get the lift, but can you do the drive and can you drive me to the TV station?" So he drives to the TV station, and people are incensed that he is traveling with a black man because it's 1957 in Alabama. Um, so he is in. He is getting so much heat just outside, and he knows this is this is something. So. He he goes to the guy he picked up. He's like, "You're you're coming with me? Yeah, we'll we'll go out and party <laughs> after. But you're coming with me." So he goes out in front of the crowd in this TV studio. This is in the days of wrestling and TV studios, which was a thing until the '80s. I, and I wish, we, I
0: wish we could still. I mean, technically, it's still kind of. It's going to be done kind of the Sunday. It's not a TV studio, but closed circuit wrestling, and you film it. And yeah,
2: stuff. the the closest thing to it uh, recently was NWA Power. Yeah, Power. But. Lucha Underground,
0: but, well, that would be considered close. Like yeah, a, but yeah. not
2: not like this. Not like like would, usually studio wrestling was for one thing live.
0: Yeah. Um, would would T, when would uh in NXT be considered because it's it's almost like a studio, it's kind it, it doesn't travel, it stays in one location.
2: Yeah, NXT is very close to it as well. Yeah. But the, the, the ones that people really remember are Memphis Wrestling, and we'll get to why in a little bit, and the the mothership. It became WCW Saturday night, but it was called World Championship Wrestling Forever. Yep. Saturdays at 6.05 on TBS. So it literally is usually at the TV studio, like WMC in Memphis was the big one, at, at least later on. So uh, Rock Monroe has this match, and he brings he has an interview before the match, or after the match, I'm not sure which, but he brings out the, 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 the black man he, he came to the studio with and talks about how this is his friend, and he kisses the man on the cheek. So not only is it a man kissing another man on the cheek, but it's a white man kissing a black man on the cheek. And people are flipping out in Alabama. And they said there was this one old lady who was just yelling um, something lover at him. Yes. Uh, we'll leave it at that. And the, uh, it, she was so loud and so. Is your other mic turned on? I don't, I don't believe so. Yeah,
0: just in case, mute it, because it sounds like something's banging off the other mic that you're not using. Like, it seems like something's rubbing up against it. I'm getting, like, a rubbing up against the mic. Universe.
2: Oh, okay. Is, did it stop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think because this, this chair rocks, I think it was moving too much. Okay. Um, so the woman is shouting so much at Rock Monroe that the security guard is like, you have to calm down. You can't use that language or I'll have to throw you out of here. And she's like, "You're nothing but a no good Sputnik," because the worst thing she could think of is like, "You're a commie," or "This," "You're a, you're a Sputnik." And Love it. It is like the, the light bulb goes off over Rock Monroe's head, and from there until the end of his career, he was Sputnik Monroe. Love it. And he really kind of came into his own as a character. And this is the thing I'm going to take uh, take from him. He called. He would keep calling himself a diamond ring and Cadillac man. <laughs> I'm a diamond ring a Cadillac man
0: now is he is he doing the diamond ring Cadillac thing before Flair at this point or uh... yeah
2: oh yeah Ric Flair is a, a child at this point yeah I've, Ric yeah, Flair Ric Flair's a, a teenager Ric Flair this is like 1957 <laughs> Ric Flair didn't get into pro wrestling until like 1976 okay yeah, Rick Flair so, uh, is, one of the things Ric I Ric see is is Sputnik,
0: Minnesota. Is, Sputnik was a very old like an elderly man when he did like I see was doing stuff with Cornette like and Cornette was like he came in like a special enforcer because people were yeah. cheating and stuff yeah um all right so he he he's now when he's doing this he's well we'll talk about what he's gonna do i i, wanna, I don't want to bury the lead go ahead so yeah he but this is his he
2: basically it's almost what you would associate with like a a 50s 60s 70s pimp he wore like the fashionable hat a loud suit he had a diamond tipped cane he had a lot of jewelry and yeah he would talk about how he was the diamond ring and cadillac man 235 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal with a body women love and men fear. Uh, He had the whole wrap down. I love that. I love 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 that
1: so much.
2: (laughs) He had the, the whole wrap down. So then he winds up going to Memphis. And this is pre the Jarrett's running. Now is he
0: Memphis. is he talking? I, I, when I say this, I'm not saying it's insensitively. I'm talking in 1950s, 60s terms. Is he talking and acting jive like he's he's
2: pretty much he's, a, yeah. he's the
0: man of the people, but not the people that people like. Right. Yeah, that that's yeah.
2: that's where he's going with this. <laughs> that's where he's going with this. So he goes to Memphis and he lives in East Memphis, which is historically a predominantly black neighborhood, and he he's would. He would train in out in public. He would walk around and do everything, and he quickly became the biggest heel in Memphis, uh, by far, by far. And yeah, you know, and this is where what Sputnik Monroe is really known for really comes into play. So Sputnik Monroe is a local celebrity, especially in his lo- little area of Memphis, and
0: he's 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 literally the man of the people.
2: Like and, and this is the time that segregation happens. And, like, legally, like, there's places only white people can go, only black people can go. And he would go on Beale Street, which is now this huge, like, Beale Street is the probably the number one, tour, besides Graceland, the number one tourist attraction in Memphis. It's where all the clubs are, all, like, the jazz places, all the, like, everything. It's it's one of the few places in the United States that has uh, laws where you can carry an open container it's it's the it's the hub of Memphis nightlife. But back then, it was exclusively black, like the clubs in. And, and I'm going to use a the term they used. Um, and and these are for like baseball. Like they called them Negro cafes. Mm-hmm. That's literally what they were called back in the day. And but they were like bars, things like that. And Sputnik would go to them. He would hang out with black people at black clubs. And he eventually, was a, he
0: was invited to the cookout before anybody else. Was. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Yeah. And. So, what winds up happening is he gets arrested. He gets arrested for um uh vagrancy, I believe was one of the things and and this is mopery, which is something they just used to throw in if they wanted to arrest somebody, but then' like now they'll use disorderly conduct like, oh, I just, yeah, i I don't really have anything I can nail you for, but you I were being
0: disorderly. Your... And then when I tried to arrest you, you resisted. So there's your two Trump charges,
2: Yeah, so back mm-hmm. then they back then they had mopery. And so he's arrested and charged with mopery. And he goes to the courtroom, and I forget the the guy's name, but he he wanted to become, like, I think a state senator in Tennessee. He hired a black lawyer. He was the first person in Memphis, Tennessee, a first white man to be represented by a black lawyer. Bro, that's taking
0: kayfabe real far.
2: (laughs) No, I I think he genuinely, I don't think he's playing a character when he. Th- when he thinks that they should be integration i think that's his genuine thoughts but yeah like like any good wrestler he's taking the real thing and turning it up to 11 yeah that's, absolutely. What, that's, what, all that's what i meant by it. Do. i don't think yeah. he i don't
0: think he was disingenuous with his character or his message but i i feel he was ahead of the curve of saying my message is also going to be i'm a bad guy but some of the best bad guys are their message is hated but it's it's justified yeah. And that's, that, and like, that's that's about like when daniel bryant was the earth champion he's telling us we should mm-hmm. recycle it they like boo F you yeah.
2: destroy exactly.
0: the planet <laughs> you know and I mean, like, and even <laughs> even now
2: like uh i think the best case this right now is drew mcintyre and he's doing wonderful stuff right now yeah and it goes to this thing that might uh, i remember first thing I, time i ever saw this was in mcfoley's um, book he talked about michael hayes saying this he's like every great heel Every great heel has to, no matter what dastardly things they do, no matter what horrible things they do, every great heel in their heart should believe that they're right.
0: Yeah. Kind of going back to before, like if you want to tie pop culture, we were kind of talking uh, off camera. uh, It's uh, one of the streams about Marvel movies. And the reason why this movie responds so well to me is because you look at the villain of the movie and you're like, they're doing bad things, but it's kind of justified. And you kind of like Magneto Magneto's a great villain. Because it's mm-hmm. like, no, you don't accept me. I will force you to accept me. Yeah, like, bl- like, or, or like Killmonger and Black Panther. Like, no, you're not gonna fucking hold back. Like, our people are struggling, and you're sitting here with all your rags and riches. Like, help your yeah. people outside of outside of Wakanda. Like, it, it. I don't. It's good. That's a good heel has to have that one thing you can grasp on that makes them justified or yeah, good.
2: the righteous bad guy is the best yeah. bad guy. Mm-hmm. So. I think Sp- uh, Sputnik wound up getting arrested like six times, and every and it always made the news. It always it helped with ticket sales, and oh, ev- ev- eventually, just they just stopped arresting Like, yeah, he's getting he's he's making more money off of these arrests because I think he had to pay like a twenty five dollar fine, which back then was it would be like two hundred dollars or something now. But they were selling hundreds of extra tickets because they would run at the Ellis Auditorium, which was a big auditorium there, and the late 1950s professional wrestling professional wrestling was always in a cycle of ups and downs and it was on a downswing for the most part then the early 1950s were big because that was when tv was first starting to be a thing and pro wrestling and boxing for for sports programming were really easy to shoot like it was hard to shoot baseball if you look at old footage of like baseball and football games even back in like the 60s and 70s Just they didn't out. yeah they didn't really nail down the presentation of it until more recently but wrestling I if as long as you put lights over the ring and it like even if it was just the hard cam that ring fits perfectly in a camera shot like it yep. wrestling is a made for tv sport art form whatever you want to call it so in the early 50s you had gorgeous georgia that early first wave of tv wrestling and at this point it's starting to slow down a little bit it was always pretty big in memphis uh, the Memphis TV show, the Memphis wrestling TV show, even into the 70s, 80s, even the early 90s, until it's finally started to kind of wane, was the biggest show in wrestling, uh, in in one area. Like obviously, shows that are on cable or on like in big markets like New York or or um LA or something like that. Because Memphis, it's a city, but it's not like it's not like it's not like 30 million. It's not like New York or Chicago or something like that. It's like a 400,000 people, 300,000 people. It's a it's a, it's a small big city basically. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a it's maybe twice or three times the size of like an Allentown. Yeah, we're not talking about a, a giant metropolis, and but their wrestling show would come on, I think either Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings, at its peak, which would probably be like the seventies, eighties, when like Jackie Fargo and Jerry Lawler are, are are doing their thing, would get like for every. Ten TVs that were on in Memphis, seven of them were watching wrestling. I love that it was it was they they did Super Bowl numbers every week for Memphis wrestling and it, at this point when Sputnik's kind of on the upswing, it's doing okay, but it's not doing great. but what they wound up hap- wound up happening with Sputnik and his counterpart was Billy Wix and Billy Wix was the white meat baby face yeah Lance Russell and Dave Brown were uh, they were the big ones for like the 70s, 80s. Lance Russell, one of the greatest announcers, uh, commentators there ever was. Just, it, I he's a guy that does. He should be talked about with Jim Ross, with Gordon Sully. He's that good. Lance Russell. Runs. Where,
0: where can you watch Faces? That's not the network, right? No. Um, is I that think... on the other, like the the one that Jared owns, Jeff Jarrett, like that
2: uh, classic wrestling network or whatever? I don't think so. I, I think you could I you used to be able to find some of the stuff from the eighties on Amazon Prime. And I think it might actually be public domain. I think you can find some of it on YouTube. But I have a you usually should...
1: if I can like yeah, go ahead. mind for a second. When when he got arrested and he decided to to have the representation that he did what was the outcome of that did he end up going to jail like what ended up happening he he,
2: he would pay a fine i I think it was a finable offense but they wouldn't have jail time for it
1: i just didn't know if it was like because because of the representation Representation that he chose, like did they did they come up with like a harsher punishment or something like that because of the time frame that it was? I, I uh, think what, essentially I what
0: happened is so. that they they had so that he, he every time they would revolt against him and arrest him, essentially they were making the movement stronger, and it got right. to the point where it's like we're actually causing more the pro- We're doing opposite yeah. of what we're trying to do. Like we're trying to get him to stop being like stop being a white dude to hang out with black guys and and like,
1: now all this attention is here. almost
0: like they don't want people to be together and they need to keep us segregated and keep the poor away from the rich and right. the black away from the white because if we all join together we realize who the bigger enemy is
2: right. <laughs> yeah. and yeah so the, eventually he it, i don't think it was a jailable offense it was just a finable yeah. offense and he would just pay the fines he was right. getting so much free free publicity and making so much money we just pay the fines Right. And and his, the promoters at the time, which were um, Roy Welch and Buddy Fuller and uh, George Gula or Nick Gulas, they would probably slip him some of the money for the fines, too, because they, yeah, fine. adver- they knew it was advertising. So what finally happens is he's take, he, he's not done. He's t- he's going to take this to another level. Uh, the the territory is heating up. There's this big baby face, um, Billy Wicks, who's they say he was Elvis's favorite wrestler. You would think Elvis would be more of a Sputnik guy, but Elvis loved Billy Wicks was just like. Blue collar, white meat, baby face. You know, I'm a I'm a hard working man, and um, so what Sputnik winds up doing is the big arena there in Memphis where they do their shows. and the Mid South Coliseum wasn't around yet, uh, which was the big one later. But they had the Ellis Auditorium, which was like a 10,000 seater, and that's where they would do a lot of their their big shows every week. Memphis was a weekly territory. They ran at least later on once a week, and the Ellis auditorium you had the lower level which was white only and then the crow's nest is what they called it which is like a uh, like a Jim Crow allegory and they also say because crows are black uh, and the the black only seating was in the upper level paid the same price but if you were black you had to sit up top if you were white you got to sit on the bottom same price uh separate but equal it was with the uh, whole uh, whole idea besides segregation but it was rarely equal so, now, realistically,
0: happening? you're like the back of the bus is way cooler,
1: right? And 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 you want
0: to kind of be in the balcony, really, you know what I mean? Like
1: I want to have the high ground. Do you know what I'm saying? You, you, you
0: want to have the choice, though. You want to have the choice. People of color to be somewhere, and then we're like, it's kind of fucking cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because here's what happened and I'll say this, people of color are way more fun to hang out with like in crowded events because they get into the show because mm-hmm. they work so hard to fucking be there and they're not going to sit on their hands. They're going to fucking have a good time when right, they're there. Right. So they're probably up at the fucking top and they're like, yo, that fucking crowd is bang. Like they're having a blast. <laughs> like, like NXT has a, a group Of people who come to their shows and they sit hard cam and they have the best time every single show and as nxt is going week to week i i'm actually watching it more for that section of the crowd because more and more people are joining them of having
2: fun during the show it's fun to watch yeah (laughs) so they they ran into this thing where that part of the arena would be not only selling out but they would have to turn it away they would have to turn Mm. people away from from that part of the don't want to turn money but, away. That's not good. And so that's happening. And and the the the, the, the lower level, the the whites only section. I mean, it would usually be like maybe half full, maybe a little more, but it wouldn't really sell out. So mm-hmm. they did. They're like, yeah, we're losing money. We're losing money on this. And what Sputnik would do sometimes is Sputnik would, because uh, he was friendly with the security people and the ticket takers uh, for the uh, the the black section. He would have them underreported so they could get more people in. And like, well, there's over no wow. for the sit, they gotta go down there. Uh so we do like these little workarounds. But eventually he's like, enough's enough. I will not wrestle in the Ellis Auditorium unless it's integrated, unless everybody can sit anywhere they want. And so now he's even more of a hero. He's a hero not only to the uh the black people in Memphis, but to the kids, the kids who and he even said this like a lot of your I I don't have you, but I have your kids. A lot of your kids and mainly talk like the rich people, in Memphis. Your 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 kids are being raised by black nannies who worship me. And there was like this saying that like um the uh that I oh, I can't I can't think of like the third person now but um oh uh, the, the um yeah, you know, every black household in Memphis has pictures of three people Jesus, Martin Luther King, and Sputnik Monroe I love this and, guy. And yeah, so he was like, "I don't need you. I I have my people. I have your kids. That's all I need. I don't want your support." And it it. Beca- it became a huge thing. And he got it. They they integrated the Ellis Auditorium, and anybody could sit anywhere. Money talks, baby. Yeah, it, it sure does. And to the point where this feud with Billy Wicks, where he would always uh, get the better. Billy Wicks would always cheat to win. Uh, he, at this point, they uh, introduced the NWA Tennessee Heavyweight title, which was the main title there, and Sputnik won it uh, by nefarious means. And so they're finally going to settle this all, and they're going to do a match in 1959. It's too big for the Ellis Auditorium. They're going to an outdoor show in this baseball stadium called Rosewood Park. And the the show drew somewhere between, they say, 13,000 and 20,000 people because they can't really, they think it was probably paid about 13, 14, but then people trying to get in broke down the gates and just rushed in. So there's probably close to 20,000 people there. It was an attendance record that stood in Memphis until the Attitude Era, until the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, because they opened up a new bigger building that could fit more people than the Mid South Coliseum. And it was to see Billy Wicks against Sputnik Monroe with. Uh, Rocky Marciano was the referee. The famous boxer, Rocky Marciano, was the referee. And I I think it being a DQ, like Billy Wicks won by DQ. but And it was like for $500 and a new car or something. That was like one of the things. Because they'd always do gimmicks like that. Like Sputnik would wrestle bears. Back then, people would wrestle bears. They had like these bears that were trained to quote-unquote wrestle. Uh, Sputnik wrestled Jersey Joe Walcott, another famous boxer. And one of the things he tried to do to keep his name in the public is... He there's this TV show and I forget the name of the actor but there's a TV show Bat Masterson. Bat Masterson was uh like a cowboy show and he was from Dodge City which is where Sputnik was from. So Sputnik had this idea because they were doing like this rodeo festival in Memphis he's like I'm going to get to this rodeo festival I'm going to get up on that stage and I'm going to punch the guy who plays Bat Masterson right in the face. <laughs> just, just for publicity. And Wait, so he and had the, other guy, the guy wasn't in on it? No, not at all. No. <laughs> So, he, like, my final paid. He winds up not getting to the guy, but he goes. There's this other cowboy he gets into this uh, uh, confrontation with, and he is like basically him and this cowboy guy get into a fight and and the guy gets the better of Sputnik but Sputnik said like oh yeah he sucker punched me and then I slipped in Kalmanor and he pipped me again and he had all (laughs) these excuses like I dare that cowboy to come to the Ellis Auditorium I'll face him uh, in the ring and they actually found the guy who like hit like beat up Sputnik and he was like no I'm gonna go there and they're gonna they're gonna kill me this is a setup they're gonna literally kill me when I come through the door so he he didn't he didn't show up, and which is even better. So they got no, they got a guy. They said it was his friend. Oh. <laughs> uh, just some stooge, some plant, some wrestler. They came in and said his, that it was his friend, and Sputnik beat him up. Yeah. So they kept it going, and, and and that that match with Billy Wicks, the Rosewood Park match, that was really the peak of him his, uh, his star power. He he stuck around through like a lot of the seventies and everything like that, um, and. Into the 70s, he wound up teaming with this guy, uh, Norvell Austin. Norvell Austin was uh, primarily in Memphis. He was actually part of the original Midnight Express, but he was a black wrestler. And in the 60s and even into the 70s, the early 70s, like black wrestlers typically had to wrestle one another or they had to be baby faces. I don't know if the fear was like if they were heels, like they would get shot or worse or stabbed or something. But usually if you were a black wrestler, oh God, like... power um empowerment <laughs> yeah. yeah uh but but like bobo brazil was always a baby face and and uh, other black wrestlers at the time uh especially down there like ernie ladd may have been a heel in places i, I think i know he was a heel in the 70s in the wwf but that would have been a little later but norvell austin was in, where he would work in like alabama mississippi tennessee uh, black wrestlers either had to wrestle one another exclusively or they had to be baby faces because now by the 70s segregation is illegal the civil rights movement happened civil rights act in the mid-60s uh so sputnik and norvell austin became a tag team and they were a mixed race tag team they were heels and there is a thing that happened uh before with this team called the interns where a a black heel wrestler dumped black paint on them um Mm. so what they are no no they dumped white paint on a black wrestler i apologize they dumped white paint on a black wrestler because uh, the black wrestler was a baby face so yeah they dumped white paint on him so what they did is they were wrestling uh robert fuller and uh i think it was robert and ron fuller so robert fuller you know from something else <laughs> uh colonel parker yeah um so they dump black paint or norvell austin dumps black paint on robert fuller and screams black is beautiful or no, Sputnik does. I'm sorry. Sputnik dumps black paint on Robert Fuller and yells out, "Black is beautiful." And then Norval Austin yells out, "White is wonderful." And then they <laughs> both yell, "Black and white are wonderful and beautiful."
0: <laughs> now, when he when he's making these changes in these v- venues uh, in this area, and maybe I'm asking a question you don't know the answer to, but it would be interesting to look into the history of it. But like, anytime where money trumps anything else right like so say oh, yeah. if a promotion is like i'm not doing that and then you go see it done and you're like fuck that goes against everything i want but it works so we gotta change did other venues in that area start going we
2: gotta stop the segregation because we can make more money if we do uh that i'm not sure about i wouldn't be surprised like uh, at this point baseball was integrated but you didn't have major league baseball in the south yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of teams. Like I think the southernmost team I can think of was because money like,
0: always talks. Money, yeah, yeah, money trumps money trumps hatred. Money. Same with talent. If you were a talented entertainer and you were black, you were allowed to do white clubs. You didn't get the right pay. You got yeah. you got screwed out of your pay, but you were allowed to be at least be in the door. You know what But I mean? Memphis,
2: Memphis was it was a, it was a little more segregated than that. I think. And, and this was the first thing of maybe money trumping it, and and Sputnik being there to be the leader of the face of the uh, the movement yeah. too. But it's good to have
0: like, like listen, like at that point in time, Sputnik realized like I couldn't I I can speak for the people because I have my um hate to put this term out there for you people who hate the woke, woke words. But he had he had a privilege
2: and he Mm -hmm. used his privilege to be a voice of a group of people who didn't have a voice. And yeah, because it was to the point where shortly before all this happened in Memphis, they were going to do the play cat on a hot tin roof. And they didn't let them do the play because there were black actors and white actors. It wasn't an all-white cast or an all-black cast. You couldn't have a multiracial cast at that point. That's why why so many places did blackface because uh, in a lot of these spaces, especially in the South, a lot of these places, you couldn't have a black actor and a white white actor in a scene together.
0: Yeah. Well, even like predating that, like the Shakespeare theater, a lot of women. They, hey, they, they, they women men. weren't allowed to perform so men played women yeah yeah
2: so yeah, yeah. it's uh but what what it wound up happening is he he kind of just broke down that door so yeah by 1958 59 he's integrated the ellis auditorium and i think what six, 64 65 is when the civil rights act fully comes through and it ends all of it but that's yeah a, so that's he a,
0: that's a bold fucking move to do like like you have to realize too when you chase your dream and, and you want to be something that's going to make you a lot of money. Some people say, I'm never going to buck the system because if I fuck up and I stand for something I may want, it can cost me my livelihood. Like, I want to be here and I want to be a part of this, but I don't like what's happening here. And if you're the voice to say, this is fucked up and it needs to change. A lot of people don't want the change. You know they the get rid of the person problem. who wants the change to happen, whether it's good or it's bad, because yeah. you don't want to be someone's making waves when they shouldn't be making waves. And it's for him to step up and do that on a racial level in that in that time frame is is so bold.
2: and one of the cool things too, is that his boots are now enshrined in the um, Memphis Rock and Soul Museum. like literally it's like all this stuff from like Isaac Hayes and Elvis and all these other people. And Sputnik Monroe's boots.
0: As they should be. Because once again, regardless if you're a pro wrestling fan or not, when people say I don't like pro wrestling and um I don't want pro wrestling around, but I I love pop culture, they're one and the same. And pro wrestling has been a huge catalyst for so much in pop culture, whether it's be movies, music, television, all of it. Like pro wrestling is a trendsetter and 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 for him to have that accomplishment outside of the world of wrestling, where outside media says, "Did this change the game for a lot of things, not just the pro wrestling world, but for the so we can do our art too," is a cool thing.
2: Yeah, and and and, and in Memphis, a, a city that had so much of a impact on civil rights, I mean, it's where Martin Luther King died. Like, it's yeah. Mem- Memphis is a flashpoint for that movement, and and Sputnik Roll was right there with it
0: yeah a black a black man tried to make a change and got killed for it and sputnik was the was the the white guy making it they, they didn't try to shoot him for it at least we know that we're not uh aware. aware of but he, that's that's it's, it's a scary thing to stand up for at that point in time
2: yeah it totally is Yeah, that is the uh and unfortunately uh no longer with us Sputnik Moro, he did die on um, november 3rd 2006 at 77 years old um but what a legacy! And I know um, they don't really put old timers in the WWE Hall of Fame anymore. They have that—I think they call it like the Legacy Wing of the WWE Hall of Fame—and he was put yeah. into that in uh, 2018. And he was given the uh, NWA's Humanitarian wonder... Award in uh, 2012.
1: Was he ever in a movie?
2: I don't I believe. Know this, like,
1: so. sounds weird, but like, I'm trying to figure out why I know him. Like I know I've heard his name, but I also know I've seen his face, but I don't know where I would have seen his face because like. So there's
0: someone on Redbubble who made a Sputnik Monroe shirt, like a generic Sputnik Monroe shirt. And it looks like like a, like a Russian star and like Russian font. Um,
2: That's really cool.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to find like where you can get like a Sputnik Monroe t-shirt. And a lot of it just looks like fan made stuff
2: yeah I don't think his like estate is really deeply involved he he had children I think one of his kids was even a wrestler, but I think his son died before he did uh he was mm-hmm. married like six times he was at some point it, it, it he didn't make he didn't get wealthy off of this he made a living but he didn't get wealthy he was like i think by the time like he was getting sick and everything and um he was at one point he was working like a gas station in Florida just
0: so crazy like and that's what i'm saying man and sometimes even when you're the one who makes this change of catalyst you still don't get the recognition you probably deserve and and that's why when you said the story of sputnik back in the day i was like man what a what a great story and then and then you have some people in the know like i had on the podcast she's a she's a she's a sweetheart but uh, uh, angel metro uh she made a post one time and she's like Dude, Sputnik Monroe is the coolest thing in pro wrestling of all time. And I was like, I'm I I thought there was only like I didn't think that many people were aware of this guy, like or gave him the credit he deserved. But Angel Angel's someone who stands up for the people too. And and she's she's that rock star, fucking punk rock girl who who don't like buck the system. Because sometimes yeah. bucking the system is gonna be good for everybody, not just for the it's gonna be good for the many, not for the few. The and,
2: Memphis uh, Heat movie definitely brought him back into the social conscience uh, for a, a bit and I, it's somebody that, like, it, it, a lot of people within wrestling definitely know a lot about Sputnik Monroe. It's it, it, he's a guy that, if he would have came a little later, uh, but if he would have came a little later, the Silver rights thing doesn't happen, has already happened. But if he would have came a little, if 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 wrestling history would have gone back a little farther, of far people you don't really hear a lot about people from like the 1950s, besides like Lufes and you know, a handful of other people. Like yeah. it, it's really this into the seventies, get to like the Ric Flair's the dusty roads, the people kind of that lasting legacy. But if yeah, Sputnik was Sputnik was uh one of a kind, one of a kind. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let us know in the chat, let us know in the reviews of this podcast. If you're listening to this audio later, or if you're watching the content later back on YouTube, leave a comment. Tell us if it's, if this is a topic that you just heard for the first time, if you enjoy the topic, leave us a little review uh, in, in, in your, wherever platform you can. If you're live, you can write a review mm-hmm. right now. We'll, we'll uh, we'll put them up there or we'll put them towards the end uh do you have any ideas and also let us know if you like topic-based stuff so we do a lot of show reviews next week we're bringing back our show review we're doing the last time wrestlemania was in philly before it returns to philly we're covering wrestlemania 15 but after that wrestlemania we're down from their topic is there another wrestler you want to hear the history of maybe a wrestler you're a fan of that you would like to see you know BP kind of dig in and finds a cool story or a storyline of this person. He likes a challenge. BP's a nut. He's our historian. Um, is, is there a topic, BP, that maybe you have on your head that you would like to throw out there of a story
2: you, you, you would like to cover or a wrestler or the history of somebody? Immediately, nothing like uh actually, yeah. There's uh I've been learning a lot more recently about the early, early days of wrestling, like the very early days of wrestling, like pre Luthez. Okay. And one of the things I'm learning a lot about is this thing called the National Police Gazette magazine, which was a crazy magazine uh, that was out in like I think I don't, I don't know if it was the 1800s or the early 1900s, and this was basically the first wrestling magazines uh, almost because this PWR is when the lo- not even it, it's a little different than that it's it's more about base this is when wrestling was like something there were still shoots but there was also a lot of working going on and the police Gazette magazine is where people would like make claims and they would put an i challenge any man to to come here because this is how wrestling this is how pro wrestling started pro wrestling started in town squares yes the circus but the other place started was in town squares like when people say abraham lincoln was a professional wrestler he was Also,
0: also, there's historians that think Abraham Lincoln was possibly bi or gay, maybe that he, Um, when his wife was out of town, he had a friend come over and they would share a bed together.
1: I love that. Yeah, that. So there's there's
0: there's theories that we possibly had two gay presidents.
1: You think that we only had two? Well,
0: two that people can go back and say, "Oh, they had a like they were really close to a dude, and they shared a bedroom together, and
2: they were always deemed as just friends, but it was never talked about." Yeah, the the one the the (laughs) one people always say is James Buchanan, who was also the the first, the only president from Pennsylvania, and one of maybe the worst president uh, because he kind of started the Civil War.
0: (laughs) Stephen Chambers has one. I just like the name Dick the Bruiser
2: oh i i i dick the bruiser's fun but i love 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 uh the crusher uh, it was his longtime tag team partner uh we uh, we could definitely do the crusher and dick the bruiser the crusher is the crusher is basically the prototype for stone cold steve austin Gotcha. Uh, the, the, what the, about crusher, crusher blackwall uh different crusher <laughs> dude, In like fact,
0: 800, 800 pounds dude did the standing drop kick He's a big In boy. Jesus. Yeah. In
2: fact, uh, I think he was called Crusher Blackwell because he feuded with the Crusher. And uh, he was like, oh, no, that's a fake Crusher, that Blackwell, Jerkwell, Fatwell. Uh, <laughs> the Crusher is one of my favorites. He he was uh, a Paul, uh, Reggie Lazowski. He was uh, the man who made Milwaukee famous is what they called him. He, he would talk about going to saloon and, and drinking a beer and dancing with a woman about 240 pounds. I love the Crusher. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna was ask, incredible. are you related?
0: I, I I wish we were. We maybe we are. Who knows? Maybe me and Jerry
2: are are, are distant. I remember there was like I don't a... don't know if that's
0: a fat joke. If someone's you know.
2: I remember I remember there was a thing about Jerry Blackwell. There was like this list. It was like a, only five people. It was in like one of those PWI magazines. Like fat guys who can drop kick. It was like Jerry Blackwell, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. Oh my
1: goodness.
2: <laughs> he was a big boy, but he. There's a
0: photo of him doing a standing drop kick. You're, it's very impressive in the photo.
1: So I have a suggestion, but I don't know if it's really like a good suggestion. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm here for it.
1: Okay. So we all know I don't know Jack shit, right? Yeah. Pretty much.
0: She's about three months in. Two weeks. Yeah. You're giving me too
1: much credit. Um so if you could pick this is this is my idea for like something that I, I really enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed this episode because like it's history and I'm mm-hmm. learning stuff too. But um I think it would be really cool to do a history of like what's your favorite title belt. And like who all has carried that title belt? Okay. And what's the story of that title belt? You know what I mean? Well,
0: that was something we were going to do back in the day and the episode never happened. But BP was going to do a title series and it wasn't the U.S. title for WCW.
2: We, you're... We, we actually did do one way back when about the Intercontinental title.
0: Yeah, but when we were when we were, gonna st- when we were going to start it back up, you, the U.S. title was something we were going to talk about. And yeah, I don't think I, the episode ever happened.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. But yeah, the U.S. title is an interesting one. I, yeah. I, I, my, my favorite title ever by far is that old school '80s Intercontinental title with the globe and it, the, the one they had brief. They brought it back and then they changed it for the one they have now. But yeah. they had the when they brought it back it had the white, the white strap, the
0: one that Macho Man tried to clean and destroyed it. <laughs> yes, he, he destroyed a belt because he he took all the bronzer off it he took the gold plating off cuz he was trying to clean it to shine it and he he pretty much he made it just he, like... he made it silver Gosh. and then and then there's a there's a version of the like there's people who make replica belts and then make the IC title
2: and then clean and it
0: and strip it and strip it to give uh-huh. it the Macho Man title.
2: Uh, we could do an episode Actually, of weird belt stories like Pedro Morales pawning cool. the WWF title.
0: Yeah, fun fact. Gavin because of Joel Ruta, Joel Ruta had a Macho Man IC title at a show and He gave it to Gavin for free. So Gavin has the stripped Mancho Man title.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: But uh yeah, so so we'll we'll kick up some ideas. If you guys, if anyone has any things in the chat, we'll put them in there. So Dick the Bruiser and Crusher is definitely one we'll add to the list. I, I as soon Chambers, as we get off
2: of this this show, I'm gonna watch old Crusher interviews. Yeah,
0: uh Jerry Blackell was talked about, uh original Sheik
2: brought up. Uh, uh yeah, that that's an interesting story because of um big time wrestling and, and his promotion. Yeah, In Detroit.
0: new episode on dark side of the ring uh vice march 15th for earthquake march 5th march 5th earth what, what is is earthquake have a dark history uh I no we're gonna uh, find it, out
2: it, it's the way I, from what i understand it then the way they're advertising it's more about how sad it was that he was a guy that was very universally loved like people really liked earthquake yeah i and loved then, earthquake
0: and typhoon they were one of my favorite tag teams
2: and then he died very young he, he yeah. was like four, he died very young of cancer um but uh, yeah i don't think no he Earth, earthquake
0: like, was in the oddities for a little bit right
2: he was golga yeah
0: yeah yeah i, he, love, he, I like he earthquake. wore like
2: the leather mask and like the cartman shirt and he had the cartman yeah. doll and, and what, was he, what was he in wcw avalanche, avalanche. And, well, he was avalanche and then he was Wasn't he a shark he was the shark and it's yeah. funny because it's not funny but uh he <laughs> like the rock? it's kind of funny no he,
0: he wore a shark mask
2: oh no he didn't wear a mask he had like no. paint yeah. And, paint, he, paint. and he said he wanted to bite all the little Hulkamaniacs,
0: uh-huh. but he was one of the heels that Hogan would use to make himself popular because they were they were cool with taking Hogan, working Hogan money, but never to beat Hogan. So, right. like, yeah,
2: Hogan, Hogan wrestled a lot of monster monster of the week types, even in the WWF, like usually it was like a big guy. It was either somebody who was just an over the top star like a Randy Savage or a Paul Orndorf, but a lot of Hogan opponents were like just big dudes king yeah. kong bundy earthquake kamala and a lot of those guys went up in the dungeon of doom so, yeah. so well, how uh, about but, um how about the, another one i know we did back in the day but i think
0: relevant wise might be another one if we want to do like a modern day one person soon how about we do uh, the history of our truth
1: oh my yeah. gosh i would love
0: that i yeah that he's he's got a very very a, long he, history he has a success story of you know he, going first, to prison and coming out rehabilitating
2: himself and the first black NWA World Heavyweight Champion.
0: Yeah. We did an R-Truth episode back in the day. Yeah. Um
2: Very so, early on.
0: Yeah, very early on. So maybe that's another one we bring back and because he's but he's p- someone that people should know about.
2: Real quick about John Tenta, uh, Earthquake. So he did a thing when he was the shark. He went to Louisiana State University. Even though he's Canadian, he went to LSU. And he had a tiger tattoo on his shoulder. If you ever look at old things of Earthquake, he has a giant tiger tattoo on his shoulder on his arm and when he became the shark he got a change into a shark did he really yeah
1: that's so funny
2: no he didn't we're looking did. this
1: up now
0: dude I remember that tiger tattoo vividly as you're talking about it earthquake
2: and then at the, the end tiger of his run in, shark tattoo, at the end of his run in WWE uh, or WCW he was John he was just John Tenta and they did a thing where like they shaved half his beard and he had to walk around for a while with half a beard
1: wait is it
0: i see it it was a white
2: it, a it was a tiger, tiger face but
0: then when he's he has a blue singlet in wcw and it's like it's a big cover-up it went from like a tiger it goes up to almost his whole shoulder it's
1: like a half sleeve at that
0: point yeah i can't really see the details of it though unfortunate i'm gonna look i'm gonna look into that more because even like his action figures had the tiger tattoo on it because i remember that was one of the first figures that i would buy and i was like yo this fucking figure well, look has it a tattoo." Up. instead on of
1: it. looking up tiger tattoo look up shark tattoo and see if that'll come up with like a better picture of it
0: it's it's not a great cover-up but i see what mm, they try to do with yeah. it yeah yeah he just looked like a nice guy
2: he he the, his reputation was that he was
0: yeah even when he looked like a bad mean guy like I don't know. He, he always looked like a fuck. Like I do. I loved Earthquake and Typhoon. I thought they were such a fun tag team.
2: And, and I'm sure he wasn't treated very well in Japan. He was a sumo wrestler. Ooh. Um, and this
0: one, uh, the history of Orange Cassidy.
2: We you probably get some guests on for that. Like we, we know <laughs> we, we, we know people. That, we know people that know Orange Cassidy very well.
0: Hey, but here's the thing: Do if we were to do the history of Orange Cassidy, like, is it disrespectful to say like what other gimmicks if they're, if they're not one to claim it because they
1: yeah um, but
2: I also, mean, they're also like mid gimmick do you do you it's, bring it, up past it's gimmicks? not it's not exactly clark kent superman that that he yeah, was true. firing
0: yeah but I, i'm not opposed to that either i love it i love the fact that everyone's giving ideas and, and putting them out there that's the that's the thing that's how we grow as a content that's how we grow as a channel keep giving us fun ideas and give us dude i'm telling you brian eats the shit up he's he like he's an insightful feed that he knows a lot about a lot and if he doesn't know he's gonna actively seek it out to learn about it
2: Oh, the the crusher is the one that's really spit over. I love the crusher. The crusher is
0: can we do the uh, crusher but still include the, the fan pick of uh, yeah,
2: Dick the Bruiser, yeah, for sure. Dick they the were, Bruiser? I don't know if they were. I have this is something I have to look into. I don't know if they were really cousins, but they were like at least at the very least kayfabe cousins.
0: Okay,
2: uh, Dick the Bruiser was very popular. He brought in uh, he broke Rob, Bobby Heenan into the business um, because C. He, Henry
0: said, Is Arms Cassidy anything like his character? Kinda, I don't know the man personally. Um, I mean, when I, when I met him the two times I met him, he is very just like something like he's, he's, he's not an excitable person. He's kind of just laid back. Yeah. he Chill. like his, 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 his he's just, that. he's very, whatever. Like, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know him on a personal level like that, but even like his friends. say, so he's very, very like he just energy is like stays kind of present,
1: but yeah. I don't need to be in your face. Yeah.
0: It. Even when he's out and he's not orange Cassidy and people come up to him, he's kind of like, All right, go, go ahead. I'm just I'm just having a beer, <laughs>
2: you know what I mean? Like, take the real guy, turn it up to eleven. Yeah, that's, that's the much. secret. That's the secret sauce in wrestling. Ooh, Mad Dog Vachon, Maurice, the Mad Dog Vachon. Yeah, dude, that
0: fucking territories episode of, with him in it, where he's trying to jump out of a moving plane. <laughs> what? Wrestlers,
2: wrestlers are crazy,
0: bro. The terror. That's we're gonna watch this as soon as we get off. We're gonna put that episode. on. A,
2: a lot of AWA picks here. A lot of uh, the Vern Gagne picks. Yeah, we love
0: it. Thank you guys so much. That's going to do it for us. We will be back uh, next Sunday with WrestleMania 15, so make sure you go watch. your your Do your homework. Go watch Sp- WrestleMania speaking 15. Speaking of Vashon,
2: why is Luna in that picture? I don't even think she's on the show.
0: I don't know. It looks like Oddity's Luna, too, because she has the wand.
2: Yeah. Oddities but, yeah. are kind of at the tail end. Yeah, 99, they're probably still around. Yeah. yeah.
1: Henry wants to know which Vashon lost his leg.
2: Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Mad Dog lost well, his Who's leg. the one Who's the one we met? Was that Mad Dog? I don't believe we met him. Or was it Butcher Vashan what we met? We met Luna's we met, dad. We met a Vashan? Luna's dad was at Oh, that, I that thought it was Luna's uh adoptive father is Paul Vashan, Butcher
0: Vashan. Yeah, we met him at uh, Hamburg. Oh yeah, he was there.
2: Yeah, Mad Dog Vashan is dead. Um yeah, we met
0: one of we met someone that was tied to Luna
2: and she he was at the Hamburg field. You also have met a few times Luna's ex-husband. That is very true too. Yeah. Uh, Gangrel. Um, Gangrel. But yeah, so yeah, Mad Dog was the one where there was a Shawn Michaels diesel match where Diesel rips off his fake leg and tries to hit Shawn with it. Did you see the new Diesel action figure? I did not.
0: Oh, it's the fucking, it's Diesel with like the short black perm, like when it's not full. Oh, on with the glasses. Oh, no. oh it's the, Bodyguard it's diesel. like. Yeah, I it's bodyguard. I I dude, I need that figure. I have to get it because that figure goes behind Sean, like what the fuck with the like that's the two cool dudes, in Attitude Diesel. Like I fucking need it. <laughs> I want to get a Luna figure, I want to get a Sherry figure, I want a Diesel. I got to get a Sid because but I, I, I the people who worked I want to collect like the people who have been around Sean for all, you know what I mean? But they the, the they made bodyguard diesel which is i love it it's such a good looking figure too that's uh, i think in that line it's cool. it's it's bodyguard diesel it's kevin nash diesel where he has the black hat on and like the black t-shirt and he has the mic promo um oh so his
2: first night on nitro probably
0: yeah they have a pink pink ray mysterio and Diesel.
2: I, like I don't think that was a thing
0: no not pink diesel pink pink uh pink ray mysterio it's the it's the new line. I, I love it. I, there's an Instagram account called Fig Heel. If you go check out Fig Heel, they have they show all the new figures every time they drop. Um, yeah, it's Monday Night War. Um, Kevin Nash. It's Monday Night War. Triple H with the red Triple H in the middle and the black pants. It's uh, Diesel uh, with the short hair. Um, actually no, it's fake Diesel. Is that fake Diesel or is that? It's I, fake diesel. It's a fake diesel oh, toy. It's, it's actually uh, it's Kane. It's Kane as it, yeah, diesel.
2: It's the Kane diesel. Okay. I thought
0: it was bodyguard diesel. It's not. It's it's Kane as diesel. Are,
2: are doing I doing I, still <laughs> I still want
0: fake, it. I still want it. Are they doing the fake Razor too? I don't. I don't see a fake Razor toy, but that's that's one hundred percent fake diesel action figure. I'll,
2: Have I'll, they ever done it. a fake Kane action figure? Because fake Kane wasn't around forever. Yep, that is definitely uh, that's definitely it's, Kane it's fake diesel.
0: diesel. Yeah, it's Kane diesel. Uh, and then it's a pink Ray Mysterio Jr. And if you buy all four of the figures, you build a referee Teddy Long. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's really funny. I love that. The, so it's funny. I, I, I always wanted a Mean Gene Oakland figure, but the only way you can get a Mean Gene Oakland figure, you have to buy the entire set to put it together, a Mean Gene. They never made a Mean Gene by itself. And yeah, in in, not
2: as a, a, a Jack's. Oh, no, no, no. I, like I, you have I had to buy all
0: of them to put together, and then, and then, then you own a. Uh, yeah, uh...
2: I, I had the old L J N mean gene, the yeah. dog toy mean gene. Yes.
0: Yeah. But, uh, all right, well, that'll do it before we go on another 45 minute <laughs> rant talking wrestling and nonsense. Thank you all so goddamn much. You guys are the best. We cannot wait to see you guys again for tornado tag. Check out other content. Like I said, dropped. It already just dropped, but Mad Max zeros out, uh, on Tuesday, uh, Frightmare will drop. And then oh, on wow. Thursday, uh, cheeseburger will drop Monday. We have, uh, five questions with ABJ, um, Rembrandt. And then the following Monday will be Officer Ronnie Moses Rembrandt, and... uh Rembrandt two belts
2: now. Oh, what yeah. else did he have? Nice. He has the uh, he has uh, the U.S. title and the No Limits title is back. Wow, you guys he got will be, back. He will be defending both titles against Andy Hedder on uh, March
0: 9th. Ooh, so Andy can be Andy two belts. He could be, yeah. If you wow, that,
1: that's what Kai just sent in the uh, chat there
0: is that a real figure? Is that a, is that a custom? Sometimes people make custom figures. Um, but yeah, um, that, that'll, uh, yeah, go check that out. A huge thank you to PPW for letting me film there to get those three, five questions. More hopefully coming the tomorrow when we wrap up at, uh, at the Cheeseburger School. But like like I said, links below for t-shirts, merchandise, if you want to go grab it. We do have Tornado Tag t-shirts on the short shop if you want to grab the Tornado Tag uh, merch. It's there. And uh, like I said, new episodes coming soon and we'll be back for episode 113, WrestleMania 15. That's going to do it for us. We'll see you next time. Here's some music by the Converse Kid. We're out of here.
1: Thanks for watching this presentation. Like, share, and subscribe for more.